You're listening to the Daily Mishnah Podcast with Benedict. So we were saying when we started looking at the beginning of the Mishnah of Tanit that we start mentioning rain. We mention Mashif HaRuach Umurita Gashem, he who uh, makes the wind um, makes the wind come back and makes the rain fall in the blessing of Gevurot, in the second blessing of the Amida. We start doing this at the end of Sukkot. Um, this blessing is Mechayehametim, it's the resurrection of the dead. So there is something about the rain coming at the end of Sukkot and essentially resurrecting all of the dead plants that have been brown and dried up over the hollow over the summer period so the rain it's a sort of a resurrection feeling and of course it's it's economic disaster if the rain doesn't come if everything remains dead in the fields but anyway at the end of sukkot that's halfway through three quarters of the way through tishri we just begin to mention rain and then we said that on the third of cheshvan we actually request rain so in the bracha of Mavarech Hashanim, who blesses the years, we actually request tal v'tein tal umatar livracha apneadama, give um, dew and rain as a blessing on the earth. The in the land of Israel, rain is a blessing. We complain about it in diaspora, but in the land of Israel, rain is a blessing. So we pray, give rain as a blessing on the earth. That's on the third of Cheshvan. And now the Mishnah will pick up two weeks later on the 17th of Cheshvan. So we only leave it, we, we only leave it two weeks. And then the Mishnah explains, Higia Sheva. If the 17th of Ma Cheshvan comes, that's the 1st of November this year, by the way, just to mark it in terms of our calendar. So 1st of November comes, two weeks after we started to ask for rain. The 17th came and no rain has fallen individuals begin to fast three fasts. So we start fasting just two weeks after the prayers begin if they don't have an effect. They eat and drink after dark, that means that they eat and drink after dark until dawn. So this is not a 24-hour fast. This is just a dawn to dusk fast. They can eat after dark right until dawn, and then they start fasting. So they eat and drink after dark, and they're permitted to do work. So the shops are still open. The factories are open. People are going to work. And people can bathe, they can anoint themselves, they can wear shoes, they can have sex. In other words, all of the, the restrictions of Yom Kippur don't apply. This is just not eating and drinking and just during the daytime. And the Rambam explains that when the Mishnah says individuals fast, 
he says these are talmidei chachamim. Yechidim heim hatalmidim chachamim. These are the the wise sages. And then he goes on. And these fast days are Monday, Thursday, and Monday. So when the Mishnah says that individuals begin to fast three fasts, this is over essentially two weeks. So over two weeks, we fast on a Monday and then on Thursday and then on a Monday again. So we don't fast for three. Well, we know we can't fast for three days in a row, but that, that's essentially how it works. And even today, we know that Tachanun additional prayers are said on Mondays and Thursdays. And we learned in the Mishnah of Megillah that Mondays and Thursdays are market days. They're court days. They're days when people come into town. They're days when we read the Torah. Somehow Mondays and Thursdays are, are different. So that's we do that for two weeks. Okay, let's now let let's now let two weeks pass. Higia Rosh Chodesh Kislev. So with the seventeenth of Marcheshvan, the individual started to fast. Now we're going to get to the end of the month. Two weeks later, Rosh Chodesh Kislev. Higia Rosh Chodesh Kislev velo Yarduk Shamim Beidin Gozrin Shalosh Taniot Alatzibur. If Rosh Chodesh Kislev arrives and no rain has fallen. The Bet Din, the court, decrees three fasts on the community. So now everyone has to fast. And these are the same, same routine. They eat and drink after dark. That is, they can eat and drink until dawn. So they can eat and drink after dark and we can do work and we can bathe and we can anoint ourselves with oil and wear shoes and have sex. So these are still pretty lightweight, but everyone has to do them. Everyone has to do them. There's no getting away from these. And so the three fasts similarly are going to be on a Monday, a Thursday and a Monday. So that's two weeks. So now we're halfway through Kislev. So now we're pretty much up to today's date. And by the way, in Israel, by this time, I mean, it, it, a, a lot of rain has fallen in Israel this year, actually. It's been pouring and pouring and pouring in Israel. But there are years when no rain arrives at this point. So what happens? What happens? Avru elu velo na'anu. These passed and they were not answered. These are passed and they're not answered. The court decrees another three fasts on the community. And these start to get a little bit stricter. They have to eat and drink while it's still day. This means the day before the fast. So these are now 24-hour fasts. Yeah, they're fasting from the evening to the evening. They only drink the day before. So they, they we're only going to drink and eat while it's still day. And there's no work, no bathing. You can't anoint with oil. No shoes, no sex, and the bathhouses are shut. 
So this starts to want, this really starts to just get a bit more serious here. If these passed and they're not answered, these are this is another two weeks basically, another Monday, Thursday, Monday. If these passed and they're not answered, the court decrees on the community a further seven, making 13 public fasts, essentially over uh, each set of three is two weeks. So a further seven is going to be another another five weeks. These are more than the first ones. Because on these, they blow the shofar. Do you remember the first verse that we read from the Midbar, from Numbers, was about blowing the trumpet. When a calamity comes to the, the community, we blow the trumpets. So now we're going to blow the shofar. So Sheba Elu Matrin Venoalin et Hachaniot, and we're gonna shut the shops now. And then, well, maybe we're not gonna shut them entirely. Basheni Martin Im Hashecha. On Mondays, we're gonna open them when it gets dark because people still need to buy food for Monday night or for Tuesday, right? They're fasting all Monday, but they need to eat that evening. So we're gonna open them towards the end of Monday. And on Thursday, we're going to keep the shops open, actually, because of the honor of Shabbat. And it's very interesting. And maybe there are parallels, actually, to the current situation. And, you know, we, of course, we debate the extent to which we should stop, our, you know, our normal activities because of the current situation. But this Mishnah is saying, look, we're going to fast on a Monday and a Thursday but we still honor Shabbat. So the shops are open on Thursday because we still need to honor Shabbat, even though a disaster is coming upon the community and we are fasting for that reason. Thank you for listening to this edition of the Daily Mishnah Podcast with Benedict. Benedict.